one of the most important words I think in choosing a marketing agency or being a marketing agency is expectations. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a brand new rock star. I'm so excited to dig in and learn a little bit more. He's a content marketer. He's also a proven agency matchmaker, which I love. He's the founder and CEO of The Agency Guide, John Bertino. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure, Kirby. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we get to know each other, I want to, I want to jump in with uh, just one of those kind of get to know you questions. And, and one of the things I think that we, I get to know people when I find out what they're excited about, right? So can you talk about a project that you're working on right now that has you totally fired up and why? Okay, sure thing. I like <laughs> that question. That's a good one. Cool. Um, could I give you maybe something personally and then also yeah. something professionally? Absolutely. Absolutely. Please. All right. So personally, what if I told you that there's one skill set you could learn that would make you much better at just business in general and capable at hanging with the top brass, okay. would also help you earn passive income, emphasis on the passive part, okay. while simultaneously making you much more informed about global affairs, politics, and having a much more informed opinion, all of these things at once. Wow. What would you that, say? That would be very impressive. I'd be, I'd be very interested in that. Yeah. And it turns out to much, somewhat to my own surprise over the last couple of years, there is that skill set and it's understanding financial markets. Okay. All right. So, you know, I know this is a marketer's podcast yeah. and you might not have thought I would go there, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have really had a personal and professional revelation as it relates to financial markets. Okay. Um, I started kind of studying them, you know, just for fun. I was interested in how to have my money, make my money for me, hence the passive income part. Right. And I found that the deeper I got into understanding how they really work, it made me such a better business person in hmm. basically every single facet of my business hmm. to this day where if I'm teaching at university or mentoring an intern or just talking to anyone about entrepreneurship, one of the first things I recommend is that they really try to understand financial markets, which hmm. if, if you're not into it can seem really boring, hmm. which is why I prefaced it by saying all the benefits of doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> But um, boy, it's been it's been life changing for me um, okay. to really understand these things. And I'll tell you, every business conversation I'm in now uh, with with more sophisticated business, or maybe I should say more uh, experienced business people than myself, as I'm much more able to hang, have a much more informed opinion about everything I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And it does even have it has implications in I think in every facet of business, but including marketing. For example, I'm much more hip to what is really trending in an important way in a national, if not global way, which makes me just better understand the technologies that are, that actually matter versus just kind of being a flash in the pan. Right. Um, makes me better at understanding just the general news cycle, which makes me better at, um, you know, if there's ever a PR or earned media initiative I'm working on, helping to understand how my client might actually fit into the current news cycle, things like that. And so I could go, on and on about financial markets. But the way that's um, taking that a step further, the way that's impacted me professionally, 
uh, is in, and this is really actually a matter of coincidence mm -hmm. at the same time, I was starting to personally get interested in this stuff and really getting into it. Uh, we found ourselves kind of stumbling into the world of blockchain, mm, right? All things crypto and, yeah. and whatnot. And, um, it really was kind of just, um, perhaps faded or just meant to be, uh, because I could have never probably hung in this space if I wasn't simultaneously starting to study and just understand financial markets and the impact of crypto and blockchain. <laughs> um, but as a result of that, uh, we're doing all kinds of marketing work and helping brands with their, <laughs> with their blockchain marketing. That's not by no means is that exclusive to what we're doing, but we're doing a ton of work there that I could get into if you think that's good for listeners. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. The other thing that strikes me about that, um, and I was thinking about as you were talking is, you know, the reality of it is if you understand the financial markets, it's got to make it better for you talking to the C-suite, right? Because you can Precisely. speak their lang language a lot better as well. Yeah, that's that's really Sorry. interesting. So um, I, um, yeah, that's really interesting. So, um, so you think that that led you directly to working in the blockchain? What, are, are there any particular projects you're working on now that you... Um, that you can talk about? And again, there's probably some things that you can't talk about, but is there anything you can talk sure. about? <laughs> sure. Um, well, I'm wondering, so maybe I should take a step back and just briefly summarize what the heck it is we do here at TAG sure. and explain sure. how yeah. that got us in the blockchain. Yeah, that'd be great. Because um, our model is super unique. So, I, so TAG, which is an acronym for the agency guide, has this unique model where we're a small team of experienced consultants, each with at least a decade, if not a couple of decades of experience behind us. Mm -hmm. We're meeting and consulting with brands of all sizes, typically pro bono. That means for free yeah. in an effort to advise on what marketing channels we would be investing in if we were in their shoes, what reasonable investments in those channels looks like, what reasonable ex expectations to have from those investments would be. Yeah. And then if and when we're aligned on these things, we look to match make that brand and their specific needs with one of the approximately 200 or so different agencies and consultants we represent. So like you said off the top, we're like a marketing agency matchmaker that provides a ton of pro bono consulting along the way. Mm. And so back to blockchain, what we actually found was that that model, uh, our model, carries tremendous um, ex extra significance and value in the blockchain space. Why? Because these brands are often moving lightning fast and they don't actually want to or have the time to do proper due diligence on agencies because a lot of them aren't marketers by trade. They're much more engineers or mathematicians or financial uh, people with financial backgrounds. And so they're much more confused with marketing. And unfortunately, there's tremendous amounts of snake oil in the space. Right. People that are, you know, fly by night agencies, just like in the non-blockchain space. Yeah. And, you know, brands are having a, a, a lot of difficulty navigating that landscaping, knowing who to trust. So as I said, we kind of fell into it. We weren't seeking it. A project came across our desk and, and got us into it. But but man, we love working in the space. And what's really interesting from a marketing perspective specifically is all the cool new kind of like tools and avenues and tactics that are unique to that, that space. It's, it's almost a coincidence, right? Like what's on the cutting edge of finance and business? It's blockchain. What's on the cutting edge of marketing just so happens to be the tactics they're using, right? So mm. we're doing a ton of stuff in like Twitter spaces these days. We're using Discord now. We're mm. doing all kinds of influencer marketing, which, you know, two years ago, you know, we were just kind of 
we, as in our consultancy, we're barely touching these things, maybe a little influencer marketing. We definitely weren't worried about Twitter. Twitter spaces didn't exist, mm -hmm. but now we're kind of using all these new marketing methodologies and tactics. And it's really, it's been eye-opening. It's been invigorating and it's just been a lot of fun. Hmm, that's really interesting. So I, I want to jump around a little bit because like, from my perspective, you're working with brands and you're working with agencies. So what, what are some mistakes that you see, like what you, mistakes that you see organizations make when they're, whether they're selecting a, an agency or just specifically telling their story and, and then maybe how, how do you suggest they fix them? Sure. So, well, as you mentioned, two sides of the equation, right? There's mm -hmm. the individuals hiring the agency and then there's the agencies themselves. So let me actually work backwards. Sure. Tell you some of the problems or mistakes I see the agencies mix, making. And I'm sure you have probably plenty of marketers with boutique, if not significant marketing practices. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I would, one of my, one of the most important words, I think in choosing a marketing agency or being a marketing agency is expectations. Mm. Um, and it, rule number one, set great expectations. Rule number two, set great expectations. <laughs> rule number three, set good expectations. Um, you know, before launching tag, I worked for several different marketing agencies. And now since launching tag, I, as I mentioned, represent like 200 different teams and really what separates the wheat from the chaff and keeps both the clients and the agencies happy, happy is their ability to set good, clear, honest expectations, mm. which require honest, transparent communication. So that would be the first thing I would say. That's, second that's thing one. I would say, yep. Uh, second thing I would say is uh, full service versus niche. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, and, and a lot of our entrepreneur friends out there, right? They're, they're trying to get their agency, their consultancy off the ground, and they're trying to figure out how they can be more successful at it. And one of the, other than the setting expectations, probably the second biggest thing I would say is try to establish a core niche, whether it's a core niche offering, such as SEO or PR mm -hmm. or what have you, or it's a niche vertical or in a perfect world, a little bit of both. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. You can have a successful agency and be more full service or be more omni-channel or yep. work in different industries. It's not impossible. But if you're just getting going, I think it really behooves those fledgling startup agencies to be much more specific. Keep in mind, if you want to offer uh, other things behind the scenes, I think that's okay. But front of the scenes, the way you promote and market yourself and what you kind of highlight in your offering really behooves that team to be pretty specific uh, in their offering. Um, it gives people a reason to see you as a specialist in something. Um, again, I think a specialist in a certain industry is incredibly powerful and it actually, here's a hidden gem here. It actually makes you much more, um, approachable by referral partners yeah. that is other marketers. And that I found to be one of the biggest keys in getting an agency off, off the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you're a full service, then other agencies just see you as a threat, a competitor. Mm, yeah. When your communications within financial markets, I'll use that, I'll use that again, then the website builders and financial markets don't see you as a competitor. The yeah. SEOs see you as a partner, so on and so forth. And so that would be another big recommendation to the agencies. That's uh, those are really good piece of advice. I, I, I think that's got me thinking on on sort of what we do. And um, so when you are working with the brands that you um, 
connect with these agencies. Is there advice you give those brands? Like, do you go into the niches, say, hey, this is the specific thing you need. So we're going to recommend you work with this. Is that how you do some of that connecting? Sure. So when it comes to the brands, there's a, there's a plethora of things I try to recommend and also just bring out of them to create a more fruitful match. So one of, uh, one of the things we really like to dive into when talking to a brand is understanding the marketing resources they do have mm-hmm. so that we can create yeah. a synergistic effect, which sounds like a big fancy word, right? <laughs> but, but, but synergy, I like to define as like the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. So like yeah. one plus one equals three, right? So if you, if, if when we're talking to brands, we're really focused on, okay, what do you do well? Right. You know, what personnel do you have that's adding value, right? And then therefore, when we look to bring a third party to the table, we want one that not just fills a gap and need you have, but one that can most complement the resources they already have. Right. So kind of an off the cuff example, let's say they have strong copywriting. Hey, we've got copywriters, we're settled there. Well, that's going to make their path to hiring, let's say an SEO agency, so much easier. Because if you have that copywriter that can uh, work in tandem with that SEO agency, again, there's that synergy that some of the parts is greater than the whole. That would be one thing we really like to look at is, again, what resources do they have? Where are they strong so that we can complement those resources? As far as just choosing an agency, uh, two things I always like to recommend. One, um, Always find out or always speak with the person you're going to hire, or excuse me, person you're going to work with yeah, before okay. you hire that agency, right? So you're often dealing with either a salesperson or sure. a CEO during the sales process. Before you hire that agency, get their, your account manager on the phone and see if you like them. Yeah. And see if you can communicate <laughs> with them, see if you can build a rapport there. A lot of the agencies don't love that request. Too bad. Yeah, right? that like, makes total sense. I, I I totally agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah, because you're, that relationship in a lot of ways is, you know, 75% of that relationship you're going to have with that agency comes down to kind of that individual, how they work, how you communicate with them, so on and so forth. Yeah. And then the second thing I always like to say is kind of, kind of conversely, if you're dealing with a salesperson or the account manager you're going to work with, but that person's not the CEO or founder, try to get a feel for the founder, mm-hmm. right? So you can't always get them on the phone, but if you can, that's great. If you can't run some searches in YouTube or look for them on podcasts, try to hear them, listen to them, see them, and see if you can get a feel for what the ownership of that agency is like, because you can learn a lot about the kind of culture and feel of how an agency is by getting a feel for what their founder and CEO is like. Hmm, that's really good advice, John. I like that a lot. Um, okay. One final question for you. This has been, this has been great. Um, what are some tips that you give? This is a little bit outside of the marketing space, but it might be marketing, right? What Love tips it. do you give for growing both personally and, or professionally? What do you give to people that you mentor or that you work with? Sure. So my, my big mantra, I think really ever since having my first child, probably even before then, but having a child really Changes pers- things. <laughs> yeah, it gives you perspective. It doesn't it do any kids, Kirby? I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it really starts to make you examine what 
what do you find important? What are the biggest life lessons you've learned and what is the best information you could, cause you're literally raising someone, right? Yeah. So what I've been preaching to my kid and I've realized one of my mantras is always be learning. Mm, I am on a never ending quest to learn and consume information and just try and not just like listen to something once and move on. Although even that's better than not listening to it at all. Totally. But, but really trying to study different, mm, different aspects of whether it's human nature or business or psychology, always have these different areas you're trying to grow and expand in. Um, and so I've become a huge fan of there's an app called Blinkist out there, okay. which is like, it takes the best books ever written and consolidates them down into 15 to 30 minutes worth of summaries or cliff notes. It's like that thing you always wanted back in high school. So you didn't have to read the book. <laughs> yeah, it's right. like that thing, yeah. which is a great way to just kind of like speed read. And then, you know, you can revisit the books over and over again and again, do it in a 15, mm. 30 minute summary. Love it. I'm an insatiable, I have an insatiable thirst for uh, podcasts like yours or, or streaming books on Audible. I'm constantly streaming new content, same. but at the same time, trying to be diverse with it. Because if I just did marketing, mm -hmm. like I'd get overwhelmed, I'd be over it. I do that for my day job, right? And mm -hmm. that's how I got into finance and a slew of other things that have helped me both personally and professionally. So that would be my personal tip. Mm -hmm. And then how about a professional one? Sure, bring it. So something, so at TAG, again, that's our acronym for the agency guide, uh, we're, we consult on all aspects of marketing, um, paid ads, mm -hmm. SEO, branding, web, PR. And over the eight years we've been doing this, I've really started to develop an appreciation for earned media. Mm. I th feel like earned media is underappreciated by small businesses. So mm. what is that? Just a quick definition. The textbook um, textbook uh, thing you learn in college uh, and they've been teaching since the beginning of marketing courses is this idea of all marketing falling into paid, earned, and owned media. Owned media is anything you can build and control like your website, your blog arguably your social media channels that you don't have full control. Right. Uh, uh, paid media is anything you can pay for ad space and get visibility. So that would be today's digital ads, uh, a billboard, an ad in a magazine, a television commercial, anywhere you can pay and get visibility that's paid media. And then you've got earned media. And again, my tip is that earned media, I think is incredibly valuable and underappreciated. And so earned media is basically getting other people to talk about you or give you, give you the opportunity to do thought leadership, like we're doing right here, Kirby. Right. And the reason I think that this is not only important, but has grown in importance is just the sheer amount of noise on the web. There is so much noise, so much clutter that you really need those third-party trust signals totally. to cut through and help kind of validate your background, your story, your expertise. And there's a lot, and with the advent of the net, there's a lot of new ways to get earned media beyond just like hiring a publicist for eight, 10, $15,000 a month. Right. Right. You know, there's podcast interviews like we're doing now there's um, influencer marketing, which is a form of kind of earned media, even if it's really paid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so now on the flip side with earned media, there's a lot less instant gratification. Totally. There's a, a lot less. Yep. Long-term play, a lot less 
guaranteed quantifiable results that you can draw a direct ROI to. So, you know, you have to get comfortable with that. Um, but if, but, you know, if you can get comfortable with that, there's a lot of opportunities at your fingertips to get good exposure and thought leadership and third-party credibility that are really going to help all the rest of your marketing work better for you. Dude, that is great stuff, John. I really appreciate this. I love the idea of earned media. That's something that that uh, I definitely talk about a lot. Obviously, cool. we, we do the, the the podcast thing quite a bit. And so yeah. this has been great. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time and we'll have to do it again sometime. Okay. Sounds good, Kirby. Thanks so much for having me. All right, cool. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.